All right. Uh, but we'll get started here. Um, welcome in to Off the Cuff Sports. Lamorse is currently nursing a hangover. Uh, and Solomon just got out of practice. Makes his guys practice on a Sunday during NFL games. I mean, in the South, like, what are we doing? Uh, you know, at least do it in the morning. Well, well, they got church in the morning. We're in the South. We, you can't you can't do it during church time. That he'd lose his job if he did that. So, you know. Exactly. To me, it's always going to be God, basketball, then football. Could care less where I am. Y'all better be ready to play. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we'll get started here. Uh, team of distress. Who do we got this week? There's plenty of candidates for that. The city of Los Angeles, um, they have four teams that just aren't looking too hot. UCLA started the weekend off. Um, they, I think they were favorites over Oregon. Yeah. Like three-point favorites. And um, yeah, honestly, they looked terrible for half the game. I think they came back towards the end. But regardless, uh, you lost at home. Uh, let's, let's switch over to basketball. There has not been a single win by either Los Angeles basketball teams this season. Um, Clippers, Lakers, both 0-2, and I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Not to say it's going to stay the same, but, you know, they look bad. And last but not least, my favorite, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The favorites to make it to the World Series out of the NL just got sent home packing by my Atlanta Braves. I'm so happy. I'm going to be drunk for the next week straight. I'm <laughs> letting you know in advance. I don't care about any other sports except for the Braves right now. Um, but yeah, Dodgers lost and they and, lost and, terribly. And when, when, you're, when your team inevitably blows a series lead to the Astros, um, I, that's, that's going to be a tough moment there. Uh, the heartbreak's just going to be even worse. Here's the thing that's different than any other year. As a Brave fan, we're just happy to be there this year. <laughs> uh, we lost we lost our starting center fielder in uh, Ronald Acuna. He was on a track to become an MVP this year. We lost Marcelo Zuna for punching his wife or choking her, one of the two. Um, you end up losing one of your starting pitchers in Soroka, who is a young upcoming ace, and then Halfway through the year, you trade your entire starting outfield for brand new players. There is no reason the Braves should have made it to the World Series, but here we are. We're just happy to be here. We're going to lose, but you know, we're happy to be here. Okay. Solomon, who's your team in distress? Oh, no, without a doubt. I don't have teams. I got players. Um, Let's go. Uh, trade Russell Westbrook now. Okay. He is garbage guy and uh, should be related to as such. And I will call him that until he either A, require, uh, gains a jump shot, or B, we trade him for Buddy Hill, okay? We need to get him out of L.A. Uh, immediately. Um, the next person that is in distress, uh, Pete Golden. Like, it's about time that you, like, you know, show that you can coach an uh, Alabama defense that has, I don't know, 9,000 five-stars, like, Thank you for finally understanding that you don't always have to play zone and you can go, do good man to man. But for the love of God, can you teach these five star cornerbacks 
that God, the mighty, give the guy a step in front of you and stop getting burnt on long balls. I swear for God, if we get to the game and I get to see another person get beat over the top that supposed to ran a 4-3 or a 4-4 in high school, I'm going to slit my wrist and I'm going to throw an oven in the toaster and I'm going to see which one kills me first. Like, do your job. God the mighty. And last but not least, uh, God the mighty. The, the Los Angeles Dodgers, like, how bad? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I normally don't speak against Georgia sports because I spent half of my life there. But you've got to be kidding about the amount of money that you spent and you couldn't beat a depleted Braves team like this one. You are effing kidding. And I'm sorry. that That's it. I'm out of rage mode. But yes, Russell Westbrook, go jump off a cliff. Pete Golden, if you can't coach running, I mean defensive backs, go jump off a cliff. And everybody on the break on the Dodgers except for Mookie Betts, go jump off a cliff. And I'm done. Morris, it must be nice that you get disappointed when your team wins by 28 points. <laughs> like, who has that luxury in life? They, that they're disappointed in the team that wins by 28 points. See, see, JT, I know being a Notre Dame fan, you're not used to winning by a lot of points. So when you don't win by that much. Okay, okay, you, your team's having a good year this year. Don't act like you guys haven't found a way to choke away seasons before. Don't don't act right. Don't act like don't don't act like you've been, you know, in this position for, for you know decades now. We haven't. You're right. <laughs> like slow down, buddy. <laughs> fair, fair fair enough. But yeah, uh I was talking to Solo yesterday about uh, Tennessee before the game started or right when it started. Tennessee was dropping 24 on them regardless of what uh, what happened. Alabama's defense just ain't it this year. No, it's not. We, we have to agree with that 100%. That my team in distress would have to be, uh, for one, my fantasy team. Uh, awful. Can't, can't, can't pick it right this week, this this year. You know, I, I put the Ravens defense in this week. That was a mistake. Um, team in distress, for sure. Um, Penn State, eight overtimes, you know, and they they, they can't get it done against an unranked. Nine. nine overtimes, you're right, nine overtimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oklahoma State. Uh, they were fraudulent to begin with. But yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're right. They were, they were fake to be in anyways. Uh, Carolina Panthers just scored three points against the Giants. Three. That's all you can do against the New York Giants, really. 25 to three. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's pl- I-, I could go on, but, you know, there's plenty. The Kansas City Chiefs, that's probably the number one right now. I've never seen, I, I mean, I know that there is a Super Bowl hangover, but I've never this. I think this is the beginning of the end for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I mean, this isn't just you know one bad game. This team is completely in a downward spiral at this point. You can't pay somebody half a billion dollars and expect to compete. Like I said this a year ago. I said this last summer, and y'all thought I was stupid. Whoa. I've been well, saying don't pay these QBs. I said it when we we're talking about Dak. QBs don't deserve the money. Teams are trash. But 
I think we all agree Chiefs suck. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Uh, but we'll start with college today. Um, I feel like the entire like top 15, save for one or two teams, like just kind of took this week off. Um, some of them geeked out a win and some of them gave it away. Like I, I didn't see a good showing from pretty much anybody in the top 15, um, except for Notre Dame, but that's just because of USC was just that bad. Like USC is God awful. They made Notre Dame look like a, like actually like a good team that was worth, you know, that high ranking, uh, Cincinnati should have lost the Navy. Uh, Oklahoma oh, should have off. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, but you got to think about Michigan. Michigan had a real good oh, Mich- Michigan, Michigan's the one, well, the one of the right. top 15 teams that actually put on a good showing. I, I would even say they Stop it. Hit, stop here's, it. Here's, here's my thing about Michigan. Yes, they were able to dominate, but they only did it for a half. They only did it in the second half. Their defense played amazing the entire game, but their offense only turned on after halftime, and that's when they scored majority of their points. I, it is what it is. I, I think Ohio State's much better than Michigan, despite their loss to Oregon. Somebody's in trouble. No. Actually, you're the one that made me in trouble because you chose to have practice at this point. Hey. Champions don't take Sundays off. If the Lord doesn't take Sundays off, neither do champions. And God's the ultimate champion. On the seventh day, he rested. He did. That is is awesome. The seventh day is Saturday. Lamoris' favorite uh, coach did not believe in practicing and coming in at all on Sundays. Mark Richt. Who? Uh, I I don't... (laughs) see what that got him <laughs> like he literally Sundays were 100% off nobody was supposed to be in the facilities on Sundays all I'm saying is it's like let's have this conversation if and when Alabama beats Georgia and Georgia doesn't have a way into the playoff and we're gonna sit here and I'm gonna be like dang looks a lot like Mark Rick to me oh never mind that's Kirby sorry but I mean Oklahoma, it's Oklahoma's the Notre Dame this year. I think the Notre Dame of last year is Oklahoma this year. Are they still ranked third? I haven't seen a new AP. Yeah, they got moved up to third. Yeah, that is fraudulent. That exactly. is terrible. They're they're going to make the playoffs, and they're probably they make they may have Georgia. If the way it's looking now, they'll probably be number four. Georgia will slap them all over the field, and we'll have a nice tune-up game before the national championship game. Literally, the only team I'm worried about outside of Alabama is Ohio State. Everyone else can get the business from Georgia. Well, here's the thing about Georgia. I still don't trust the quarterback play at this point. I mean, but then again, I mean, when Alabama first was winning those national championships under Nick Saban, quarterback wasn't that great. I mean, you had Greg McElroy, who was, you know, okay. He got better with with McCarron, but I mean, still wasn't. Hey, 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 hey! Do not disrespect Ten God like that. AJ I'm not. McCarron, I'm not saying he was AJ bad. I'm not. Saying, but he AJ, was not. AJ McCarron was goat status for what we had back then. Now, yes. Greg McElroy and Jay Coker, one hundred percent. 
100% agree with you. Cannot disagree with you on that. But we will not disrespect Ten God like that. Yeah. But the thing is, in the SEC, the SEC is not a. If I score, if I score 28 points, I'm going to win the game. That doesn't. That's not the case in the SEC anymore. And so you can't have a Greg McElroy quarterback anymore. That's just the reality. I think it's a little different with Georgia, only because of their defense. No, no, no. Um, I, I'm, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Your uh, Alabama's offense is going to score points. They're going to get theirs. Right. It's it's right. the thing is, who's going to show up? That Alabama defense, which Solomon clearly does not trust, or the Georgia offense. And, and that's I, my thing. If Stetson, I'm sorry. Like, the lawyer. I love, I love Stetson. It's the dentist. I love Stetson <laughs> Bennett today. If Stetson Bennett starts in the SEC title game, he's going to dig you. Like He's not going to dig you a hole, but he's going to mess up when it matters. And that's the thing. Because if you don't like, you're not. he's not going to do bad enough for you to pull him in the first quarter. I mean, in the first half. He's going to yeah. have you in the game. But when you need yeah. him the most to make consistent plays, he's going to fail. Well, and that's exactly if, if if you get down, that's all of a sudden twenty to seventeen with two minutes to go. Stetson Bennett is is I, he going to win that game for you? Here's the thing: you don't need Stetson Bennett to be the main focus of the offense. Now, I'm not saying that, but comes, I'm saying in that situation, hear, hear me. But that, that hear situation, me out. even. Though, even if they're down three and they need a game-winning drive, Stetson can do that. The issue comes to when you have you're down by like three scores, and now you're absolutely having to throw the ball, and your offense has to be ran through Stetson. That's going to be the biggest issue, and where I wouldn't trust Stetson. I think they're fine for every team not named Alabama, and right now not named Ohio State because Ohio State is going to score points. You're right, but the thing is. You're going to face Alabama. Right. Barring some chaos, which you should probably pray every single night. Oh, no. Every day. Every every, every yeah. moment of every day, you pray that there is there is absolute chaos in the West. And absolute chaos in the Big Ten. And hope, like, Penn State somehow wins the, the, the Big Ten championship. Because otherwise, I, I just... Wow. It's 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 gonna be trouble for y'all at the end of the day. But, but that's what that's what I'm saying is like here, and t- I, I've been pretty uh, prophetic this entire year. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen, okay? So when we get to the SEC title game, okay, Georgia comes out, uh, Alabama wins to Tulsa to further Georgia. Georgia scores on the first on, on the first thing, okay? Alabama's gonna get the ball. They're gonna get it. They're gonna drive down a little bit. They're going to get it, not a three and out, but they're going to uh, have to put the ball away. Georgia's going to kick a field goal. They're going to be up 10 nothing. All right. As soon as that happens, Alabama's going to come score, stop the offense, score again. It's going to be 14 to 10. We're going to get the ball back at the beginning of the fourth. I mean, the beginning of the third. Okay. We're going to score. Okay. It's going to be 21 10. As soon as it gets to that point, that's the hole I don't believe that Stetson Bennett can dig you out of. And that's going to be your issue. I don't think he can dig you out of a 21 to 10 hole. I just don't think so. Now, if I'm wrong, you tell me. But I feel like you can't pull him at 21 to 10 because he hasn't done anything wrong. Okay. 
So I think that if you make the if you make the move to JT Daniels in the middle of the third or the fourth quarter, by then it's too late and Alabama's just gonna milk the clock by running it. Okay, obviously you guys are really good at stopping the run. However, what's gonna happen is, is that like we're still gonna be able to throw the ball against you guys. And by that time, hopefully Bryce Young isn't afraid out of his draws to run the ball because hey, you know, got legs, you're half black. You know, you can freaking do it whenever you want to. Channel your inner Lamar Jackson to get yards. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys about, about Bryce Young because he is currently the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman. And, I mean, I watched him and he's good. I just I just don't see a Heisman guy when I see Bryce. But there's none of those. In. There's no, there's no, there's no. I don't think anybody has stepped up to say this is a Heisman, legitimate Heisman guy this year. I haven't seen that from anybody so far. And, and he's the closest because of like when he does like those flashes. Yes. Are like are the most like eye-opening that you've seen. Like, and I'm telling you, the thing that should separate him apart is like when he needs to use his legs, I know he doesn't want to. If he starts consistently using his legs when that eternal clock goes off, like then he'll be there. Because I think we both can agree. The reason why he doesn't have an easy time throwing the ball as of right now is because a lot of defenses have figured out, okay, if I rush three and drop eight and I wait for this kid to make a decision, he's not going to leave the pocket or cross the line of scrimmage. He wants to throw the ball. And that's going to be his undoing. Until he learns how to run, and take those five yards, dive or slide, and then have somebody commit to him in the game to open up the middle of the floor. Like, he's never gonna be like that Heisman hopeful that we all think that he, or that I think he is, or that he should. I mean, I, I definitely agree that he has the potential to be a Heisman, but I just, as far as like, in years past, you we can we can watch a single drive and say, yeah, that's, that's the guy, he's, 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 yeah, that's, that's the Heisman more. I can see that hundred percent. I mean, and I just, I don't see that from Bryce Young right now. And unfortunately I don't see it from anybody. And I, he is the best of what we have. And I mean, I think this would be a year and they won't do this because of money, not have a Heisman winner at this point. Cause it's just, nobody's worthy of a Heisman right now. I know that's a harsh take, but I mean, it's what I see. And I think, I think Bryce Young's biggest issue is, yeah, he's so focused on not being a running quarterback or being labeled as that, that he overcorrects. And it's great. I think it's a good, good, it's, I like the idea of looking to pass first, but I mean, you've got a certain, you gotta, you gotta, you know, become, at some point we have to be like LeBron who makes, who's not worried about taking the last shot or making the right pass, he's worried about making the right basketball play. And I that's Bryce Young is so worried about not being labeled as a running quarterback that he's he's preventing himself from making the right football play. When there's plenty of opportunities that he can say, okay, there, nobody's open, go get five yards. And he just continues to stand there and wait for somebody to get open. There's no lies there. 
That's my. That's every Alabama's fan's biggest gripe with him right now. It's like, I don't give that, bro. It's not going to hurt the draft stock. Like, no. I don't. I, know, I think it'll help. Yeah, I know. Like, he thinks that, like, you know, like Lamar Jackson going late in the first round, it's the difference between millions of dollars. And I 100% get that. Like, but, but here's the thing it's not about your first contract, it's about exactly. your second contract. That's the contract that you get paid on. And, and he's missing that part. No, he really is. I mean, and I get it. It's like, but you know, like that's that's every you know black quarterback's like you know dilemma. Is that right. like you know you don't want to be seen? I, as also, at the same time, this is not the same league that Lamar Jackson got drafted into. He's changed the perception of what you know a dynamic quarterback is, and I think you can lean into more of that. Yes, I am a I am a strong thrower and I can run the ball as well. I think you can lean into that. I don't think it's gonna. It, he's not gonna have every single team say, "Would you be interested in switching to wide receiver when you come to the NFL?" He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna get that. And even so, I don't think he would do well as a, a wide receiver. Lamar Jackson, I think, would be a great wide receiver. I just don't see that type of movement from Bryce Young. Oh no, nah, there's no way in hell. Like he's too small. Yeah. He's, he's, He's 5'9 and like what, 160. He's, he's not, nah, he's too little. Here's the thing we're also not talking about with Alabama. I don't think their offensive line is dominating the way they have in years past. Um, if you look at what Texas A&M was able to do against Alabama um, and just the times where Alabama has lost throughout the years, they allow teams to affect their passing game or to affect their offense. and. And that's the biggest issue. One of the reasons why you're seeing where Bryce Young isn't running when he needs to is because the pocket collapses and he's just trying to move up and, and stay there and rather than just take what he can get. And that also is attributed to somewhat to the offensive line. It's, it's not yeah. the worst, but, you know, when they go up against a team like Georgia who can create pressure with four, four linemen, you know. And I think that'll actually be, be their downfall is that, he does not want to run. I think, that's my thing. That, I yeah, think that's going to be the legitimate issue is because he's going to stand back there long enough. And yeah, he can eventually throw the ball away against certain teams. But but that front seven from Georgia, he's not going to have the ability to stand back there for 10 seconds, hoping somebody gets open and eventually throw the ball away. Right. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, if he, like, like, Tennessee, it's almost like somebody pulled him to the side and said, like, hey, you know, if you don't effing run, we're going to freaking lose the game. So, like, do what you're supposed to do. Like, and he finally did that. We were in a, and I'm talking about from my perception, we were in a dog fight with Tennessee for probably about the first uh, two and, like, maybe two-fifths of, of the game. And finally. Yeah, pretty much the first three quarters, it was it was back and forth. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going to say midway through the third, there was a key, like, third and four. And classic Bryce Young, like, Tennessee dropped, I mean, rushed three and dropped eight. And he sat there and he waited. And he waited. And he waited. And then finally, the light bulb went off and it was like, oh, shit, I can just grab these five yards. And he, he does it. And then on the very next play, I'm sorry, well, three or four plays later, they're in the red zone, third and five. Okay, hikes the ball. Okay, they rush forward. They get some decent pressure. And he finally, like, 
makes a cut, he makes one guy miss, and then he runs and he gets a touchdown. Now, he got the shit rocked out of him and like, you know, damn near fumbled the ball across the end zone, but he fell back on top of it and got it. But it's like, that's what it's going to take to win games in the SEC. Like, you have to have a quarterback that, honestly, I, I love him to death. He can't be worried about his damn draft stock, and he still has another year of college to play. Um, potentially, no, sorry, two years, because he redshirted his first year. I, you have two more years of college football to play. Like, you cannot be afraid of running the football in order for this team to be able to win. That's just me. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, we'll move from the potential uh, Heisman champion from this year to the the up the next uh, guy to be a Heisman. I'm calling it right now. Probably two time Heisman, uh, Arch Manning. Um, oh cap! Oh my god, <laughs> cap! Cap! Black on the play. And I'm a fan, and I'm a big fan. There's no way in hell that kid's winning two Heisman. He he had so Friday night. He had a 69-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah, that's about it. And then he, the next day, they were retiring his uncle's number at Ole Miss. Conveniently, the day that he chose to uh, come on campus for a visit to Ole Miss and sees his last name painted in the end zone. Now, yes, man, Eli Manning broke or tied 47 uh, school records for passing while he was there. Uh, but was this for Eli or was this for Arch? All this? It was both. Like, Eli definitely deserved like the recognition, but hell, like that. What is the better recruitment option when you're able to see your first or your last name in the end zone and be like, hey, you can come here and you can break the records. Now, I'm sorry, uh, as much as I, it's starting to scare the living daylights out of me because there's a legitimate chance. That he's going to, oh, I'm calling it right now. He's going to Ole Miss. 100% he's going I, to Ole Miss. I see more, I see more Tennessee and Georgia than I do Ole Miss right now. Um, see, I feel like there's too much family investment there. His grandfather went there. His father was supposed to play there. His uncle played there. Like, and, and, so, and as far as like, as a college, as a, athlete like that a young guy would you i mean yes championship wise nick saban is a guy you would want to lean to but if but if you want to go somewhere and win a championship somewhere else and not be the next guy that win one at alabama are you going to choose playing for crusty old kirby smart or are you going to play for lane kiffin who's like a fun guy that these kids can connect to well me so personally I, I play for georgia um, that's just me being 100% honest. If I'm not going to choose Nick Saban, I'm choosing Georgia. But my only uh, thing with the only thing with that is that look look how they have treated mobile quarterbacks in the past. And no, but only look, look at how they treated. Sorry, look how they treated. Yeah, look how they treated black mobile quarterbacks. This boy is white, and his uncles and his family are worth their name in gold. He's going to be able to do whatever the hell he wants wherever he goes. Like, let's get that first and foremost. But I don't. But, but I just, I just don't see them changing the offense to fit the 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 scheme that he is. I just don't see that at Georgia. That's never done at Georgia. Here, here's the thing: the offense has already changed. 
Um, and I don't think anybody recognizes that because, you know, you, you just expect Georgia to run the ball. But Georgia does not even have a dominant running game anymore. They don't. At, at all. But that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not even but, saying that. But, like, their passing, their passing game is just still an old-school passing game. It's, it's really not. But you're seeing it from the Stetson Bennett's of the world also. The new coordinator from last year, um, whatever his name is, he's been trying to change the offense, but how do you change the offense when you look at last year, Jamie Newman coming in and then just quitting in the offseason? And then you have to find a way to incorporate Stetson Bennett into an offense, um, so you limit it. And then as soon as JT Daniels is healthy again, he comes out before the Clemson game and he's hurt. So how do you install an offense between that COVID, all of that to where it changes? That's that's fair. But I'm also, I'm, we're thinking from a group of gentlemen that are on the, close to their thirties at this point, as opposed to an 18 year old kid and what he sees, because all he can see is what's at face value as an 18 year old. You and so I could see, you could I could see what was the better move, but I'm looking at it from how the 18 year old thinks. So that's where I think you all are actually wrong. So yes, you see all of this history between the Mannings um, with Tennessee, Ole Miss, whatever. Why is he taking these trips to Georgia if he has no ties? Unless he really wanted to go to Georgia, and the fact that he visited there first shows that he has a genuine interest in Georgia compared to you know just by well you can't you can't, you can't say Ole that Miss. though because because i mean they might have said hey this is the weekend i can see you. they might say these are the weekends that are available for you to come arch you know we're, we're, you know and then so it just it could have hit that way there you can't say oh you know he chose to go there first that's just the way the schedule worked out and plus depending on the situation like are you going to go you know are you, you're not going to go to Georgia the weekend of their bye week. I mean, that doesn't make sense. And think about it, their 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 big time games other than Georgia, Florida, which isn't a home game. I mean, they're in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, that you have to go see Georgia at those times because you're not going to they're not going to say, oh, yeah, come see us when we're playing Vanderbilt or come see us when we're playing. You know, Mary Pearson's or whatever the FCS school that they you know, that their tune up game is. You mean Clemson? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Clemson, <laughs> speaking of Clemson, I believe somebody owes me a pack of diapers. How? How do I owe you a pack? Not of you. Lamoris. Lamoris had a pack of diapers that Clemson would beat Pitt. Oh snap! That is right. I told oh. you it was going to. No, no, hold up, time. Yes. Solo owes me a pack of diapers from the first one. So in theory, Solo owes you a pack of diapers right now. No, I owe you a pack of diapers when you had your firstborn, or you already got a kid anyway. But I think she out of diapers, so that's not oh. me. <laughs> whenever you, <laughs> whenever you get your kid, your firstborn, like I got you. But right now, yeah, you do OJT. Because Pitt did whoop that tail, like I said, was going to happen. Bang, bang. Pitt's winning the ACC. Well, it's definitely not going to be NC State. We can't argue that. They just lost to Miami. And Wake Forest had to score 70 points to beat 
They put up 70. What are you talking about? That's a prolific offense. But they, yes, a prolific offense. But they gave up 56 points to a triple option team. A triple option team. They gave up 56 points. Who cares? They put up 70. If you put up 70, Lamoris, you're delusional. You're delusional. Anyway. I told you. But, but I, I, need, I, need, I need a pack of size two pamper swaddlers. You know my address. And if there's a, a you know, a case of hard seltzers with there, you can send them those my way too. Uh, 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 Why? There we go. But, no, we aren't swad. We there's swaddlers that you use. Somebody's in, but you stay in trouble, my boy. Man, JT, how well, do you, you not know what type of diapers? How do you not know what type of diapers? Excuse me. We want Pampers Pure size two because it's better for the environment. They're plant-based, apparently. I, I, I... Well, you want some leaves? <laughs> I want some leaves. Okay, wow. <laughs> and I heard cloth, cloth golfers are back in season, my boy. You can get some cloth I, I wanted to do cloth diapers. Wife was not a fan of cloth diapers. Yeah, 115%. I, like I said, I told you Pitt was going to win the ACC. Pitt is winning the ACC, 100%. Wake Forest, but okay. they're, not, I'm, they're not going. Bro, Wake Forest is not beating Pitt, and I'm Wake Forest is going to find a way to choke away this season. Let's let's be real. Exactly. This they, is they, Wake Forest. This is like Forest. this is like Super Vanderbilt right here. Let's be real. Like, what do you see? Like, all I see, all personally, all I, I see is a team. Hold on, let me just get this out. All I see is a team who has locked up. And they're on the side of the conference that has the weakest teams outside of NC State, and they have have they put they haven't played NC State yet, have they? They haven't played anybody yet, but I just like Wake Forest because I'm trolling. But y'all are taking it way too serious. Nobody cares about the ACC, but I'm I'm rooting for the committee Wake does apparently. The committee takes the ACC seriously. Uh, that's yeah, it's they shouldn't. But the uh, thing is, we're working. It doesn't matter what we take seriously or not. It matters what the committee takes seriously. I could tell you that Cincinnati is not worth being in the playoffs. But the, if the committee says, you know what, we've seen enough of them. They beat Indiana. They beat Notre Dame. They're in. They're doing it. They, they, it doesn't matter. If they they won by three points against Navy. That, that doesn't matter. Speaking of Cincinnati. I finally figured out how to describe Cincinnati as a team. A perfect analogy. They are the San Antonio Spurs after they traded away Kawhi. A disciplined team, but with no stars, no elite players that they can make a playoff. They can they can have a good record. But at the end of the day, when they face a talented team with multiple elite players, they're going to lose. That and they're in their marriage. So. Yes, no, obviously yes, yes, but but as as far as a an analogy to describe the Cincinnati Bearcats for what they are, you know, and the reason why that they are successful against everyone else in the American is because they're a more disciplined team. But when you go against some, a military, a service academy, nobody's more disciplined than that. It's just, at the end of the day, everybody that's at the military academies, 
they are FCS caliber, not FBS caliber, not even group of five FBS caliber. And so at the end of the day, they were more talented and that's saying a lot. So that's, but that's the only reason Cincinnati's winning all these games because they just don't make mistakes. But that's my take on them. Uh, Oklahoma. Oh, I mean, what's, well, I mean, but at the end of the day, who's going to beat them in the in the in the the Big Twelve championship? I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, this is just there's nothing stopping them from making the the playoffs at this point, unless the committee I'm, realizes that they're not that good. I, I'm banking on Oklahoma State. Okay, I'm but they're not a real legitimate team either. Like, let's they're not. <laughs> I mean, I honestly. Honestly, at this point, it's the Big Ten, the SEC, maybe the ACC, maybe Pac-12. No. Well, I, I mean, I'm putting that in, like, there's the SEC and the Big Ten, and then, like, significantly lower, but, like, just because there's nobody else to be in third, like Notre Dame last year, nobody else could be fourth because there was no, at the end of the day, even though they didn't belong, there was nobody else that was there wasn't a, a, a fourth team better than them like maybe ACC and Pac-12 right next to each other and then Big 12 a lot lower I think our best bet is for a one loss Big 10 champ yeah which will be Ohio Alec- State probably right because Michigan Michigan's gonna find a way to lose to Ohio State and then also Alabama beat Georgia, so they're one loss champion. Yeah. Georgia gets in off strength of, you know, their schedule. Yeah. And so it'll be Ohio State, we, Georgia in the first round. And then and then throw in uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati versus Alabama. <laughs> and so a nice tune up game. And so we get the same thing we had what four years ago, Georgia versus Alabama in the national championship. Exactly. Okay. That's that's my hope. That's, that's your hope. Yeah. Because <laughs> it worked out really well last time you were in the national championship against, against uh, Alabama. Made it closer than uh, most teams. This is true. This is true. But at the end of the day, you still lost. That's, 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 it's, you could win each game by 100 points or by five points. A win is a win. And we, we made it there prematurely. Different okay. now. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so... We've already kind of discussed the important things from the NFL this weekend. Um, I wanted to finish up uh, with the NBA and the uh, specifically with the the 75, 75th anniversary team. Um, who was snubbed and who should have been off this list? The only difference, the only one that should have been left off was Damian Lillard and trade him for Dwight Howard. And okay. you know how much I, how much wow. I hate the White House. That is, oh my God. I can't believe you said that. I never would have thought I've heard those words out of your mouth. Yeah. The White House shouldn't have been left off. I'm kind of happy that he was, but in all honesty, he shouldn't have been left off. I love Damian Lillard to death. He has not done a damn thing in the league. That's like, true. I'm talking about zero. Like, he barely was an all-star until he finally blew up. And, like, to leave off a guy that for, 
like like probably a decade little yeah. less than a decade he was a top five player in the league and he was the best at his position like it's just hard to leave a guy off that dominated a position for a legit like eight to ten years yeah because i mean like, i saw like there was like there were people talked about there's like i heard i saw 10 different i can't remember who it was that were snubbed quote unquote and i'm like i'm looking at this list it's like who are you going to take off i mean i'll give you damian lillard for dwight howard but like after that like yeah these guys are quality players but are you really gonna take them over you know other guys on this list like this is this is a you know there's a lot of talent in the history of the nba a lot of guys that legitimately did things in the nba and after 75 years as a as you know a league like you're not there's got to be a cutoff point somewhere so here's here's another thing I don't think Anthony Davis deserves to be on that list, especially over Dwight Howard. And, you know, overall, he may be the more talented player, but what has Anthony Davis done that separated him from Dwight Howard? So I I could almost guarantee Dwight Howard's reign as the most dominant player at his time was much better than Anthony Davis. I would give you that, because I mean, I mean, Dwight Howard with, limited you know lower level teams he still found a way to to move on in the playoffs like right. like he 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 had he made runs in the playoffs i mean you never got that from anthony davis he never really didn't made any noise in the playoffs let's, until let's, let's put this into perspective now let's put this into perspective as much as i i i like i love like bashing him you're going to give me a great opportunity to do it Dwight Howard was good, okay? But let's put this into perspective. He was good because he was in a four to five dog race in the East and where the East was great in guard play and perimeter defense, it sucked in like an interior defense and with bigs. He was not in the West where you had, you know, Andrew Bynum, Marcus Gasol, Paul Gasol, KG for the better part of his career. Like, he was going up against, you know, inferior talent. Like, the best guy that I could say in the East that was a big man around his reign, because Ben Wallace was out of his prom, Rasheed Wallace was out of his. Like, you're talking about, like, Khalil Okafor. Come on now. So, like, when you're talking about Anthony Davis, like, what did Anthony Davis do that Dwight Howard didn't do? He was a main contributing part on a championship team. Dwight Howard never was. And even though that that's not a lot, but he was. Like, if if Anthony Davis isn't out there, like, the Lakers don't win, as you can see from last year. Like, Dwight Howard could never make that case because, like, he got there, he lost to Kobe in two, and then after that, he was an implosion because he never once wanted to develop his game outside of what got him to the NBA in the first place. And Anthony Davis transcends that. So if we're going to make that argument, that's that's the reason why. He has the individual accolades over Anthony Davis. But when you sit there and you're like, okay, who is the main reason why Dwight Howard even has his one ring? It's Anthony Davis. But I don't think you make it on to the 75th anniversary list just because you have that one ring. Even if they didn't have the rings, um, I still... Now, I'm not saying Anthony Davis should be off of it, but 
you know, I would still put them on there without those rings. But the, I think the main difference between AD and and Dwight, you look at someone with Dwight, he's a three-time player of the year. He got his team by himself to, uh, didn't he make the NBA Finals once? Yeah. You know, one year by himself. AD, as great as he was, he never led his team. And, you know, he may have been the better player on a championship team, but when he was by himself in his prime, he did not do anything. And you have Dwight. And, and say what times. you will, how weak the East was at the time. It's we've we talked about this before. It's not easy to 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 make an NBA championship. I mean, to 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 basically put the team on his back and have to win 12 games without losing, you know, enough uh, losing enough along the way to win those 12 to get there that's that's i think that has to take precedence at that point as far as greatness because greatness overcomes stats greatness overcomes you know so many different things at the end of the day this is about greatness this isn't about the most statistical or athletically gifted player at the end of the day okay if, okay but say like i said if it's about greatness at the end of the day if he was doing that in the West, it would be a way different story. Yeah, like way different story. I would say it would be, like, he'd higher be higher up on the list, but right. I mean, like I, said, I think he, I think he should at least be. I think he would be. Uh, I think I think we have, but we still have to give note to that, in my opinion. Yeah, you give note to it, but like like I said, the three things that went into this list: accolades, championships, eye test. Dwight Howard only beats Anthony Davis in one of those categories. That's it. It's accolades. He doesn't beat him in, doesn't beat him in championships because he outranks Dwight Howard on the championship team. He does. And I test, AD is way better than Dwight Howard is on the eye test, both in their primes. Dwight Howard was back to the basket, great rebounder, great, I mean, uh, interior score. AD can score from all three levels. Like, that's the difference maker. Yeah, I, I still don't, I don't think they took into consideration championships just from looking at the list. Like James Harden's on the list uh, and he has no accolades. He has no real championships. Um, Kawhi, well, I guess you could leave Kawhi in there, but Dame's on there for no reason whatsoever. Um, you know, just looking through the list, it, it seems off. Chris Paul. Well, also, like, who put this list together? What was this a collection of? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know who this came from. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, they they every year they do the top 100 NFL players. Um, and you really can't take that in the contest because they say, yeah, if it's voted on by peers, but most of the time players do the, the first 10 guy, the first 10, and then they hand it off to, you know, one of the office staff people to finish it out for them anyways. So you so I mean you really can't you know take everything you have to take it with a grain of salt when you look at it because we you know it's not going to be exact it's not going to be pure um, but we'll talk let's let's move on and talk about somebody that is on this list that um, no there's no qualms about uh, Allen Iverson um, and we'll this is this will be our what if section.
he's made very clear that he feels that he was a better football player than basketball player. Um, but that in the context, he literally took a team like we were just talking about with Dwight Howard to the NBA championship and actually won a game while he was there. Um, so a player of that caliber to say that I was actually better at this sport than than the sport that I actually was famous for. Um, so my question to y'all is, I mean, what do you think would have, how do you think his career would have been different if he was a basketball, a football player instead of a basketball player? I mean, keep in mind that this guy was a guy that played quarterback and he was able to take kickoff returns for touchdowns. I mean, he you, you can't tell. He would have been out of the league in three years. He would have been out of the league in three years. Like, let's be honest, he would have been out of the league. In and that's, you're right. In the era that he was playing, they, they, nobody would have cared. It, it, it just wouldn't have been the time, the right time for somebody like him. Exactly. I think he would compare to Devin Hester. Okay. They would they would shift him to wide receiver first. I yeah. I doubt that he would be able to play QB, and then he would return kicks, and he would be shifty. But you know, that's, I'm not even gonna give him. Don't give him Devin Hester. He's more of a um, size wise. Yeah, size wise, be personal. He's Percy Harvey. My, my, so my question to you with that is that also like he was a great safety. Like he, he actually would would hit people. Like he wasn't afraid of contact. My question is, do you think because basically he played started playing basketball because his mother didn't like him playing football. Like his mother, he came home from school one day and his mom said, "Get in the car, we're going to basketball practice." Um, and he didn't want to actually play. Would his career have turned what what is his path been differently if it was the league the way it is today where me yeah but like no because he doesn't fit the mold of like an nfl quarterback i'm not saying i'm not saying and i'm saying as far as whether his whether he still would have stayed on the football path i'm not saying that he would have been to the same levels as a player today that he was as a basketball player, but what do you, do you think that this would have he would have he would have been stayed on the football path because of the way the league is today? No, no. And, the, and the reason why is because like AI is unapologetically AI, and like the league loves Kyler Murray and hates Lamar Jackson. Why? They do the exact same shit, the exact same way. One is from deep South Florida and talks and acts like he's from deep South Florida. And the other one is from, what is it? From Texas, but acts like he's from effing Bel Air. And you see why he doesn't get as much shit for doing the same stuff that Lamar does. So like, no, like AI would walk into a press conference and would have had those same antics and then Roger Cadell would have thrown him out of the league faster than he would have thrown Kyle Kaepernick out. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> like, as much as I, I would have loved to see that, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have lasted two years. I I also don't expect someone of AI's height to be a Kyler Murray type or a Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. Um, he's short for a QB. Um, and that's going to hinder him. And he's also small and like just size. Yeah. So he he's not going to be able to take hits. I I just don't see it changing much. Not even like taking to the to account that he was like a running QB or anything like that. It's just I I don't see it. 
Yeah, the dude with racked up injuries playing basketball. Like, he broke, like, 18 bones at different points of his body. Imagine if he takes those licks as a football. The, the dude's in the coffin. Love him. Great guy. There's no way in hell. That's fair. No way. All right. I think we did it, guys. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we move on to petty moment of the week? Lamar Jackson looked like trash today. Wow. It, it takes one game for people to be haters. I'm just telling you now. Uh, I just wanted to bring know, that up. Yeah. I, you can bring it up. Like, that's totally fine. The man still threw for 265, had a 50% completion rating. And, you know, like, yeah, he struggled. But, I mean, shit, the defense didn't do shit today either. Defense gave but, him 40 um, points, you know. Yeah. yeah. Keep, that, keep, that, keep that same energy. When, uh, hell, well, I can't even say that. Your damn quarterback had negative three yards for half the fucking game. So, you know, go Falcons. Negative three passing yards. How do you do that? But he's an MVP. All right, uh, so petty moment of the week. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh-uh. I stand for Lamar. We will not have Lamar slander on this podcast. Somebody's in trouble. Um, petty moment of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I was like messing with you. Yeah, I know. Uh, I thought you brought it up because you had something. Oh, no. I just like being petty regardless. Okay. Hey, Alabama got moved to three on the AP poll. Well, of course they had to. I mean, don't when they have. No wait, nobody, nobody yeah. in the top three lo- lost. So they they just moved them over Oklahoma. Yeah, we got bumped over Oklahoma. Well, obviously you should have. I didn't think that they were gonna let it happen. Where you guys, it you guys have oh, no. Here's my no there you go. I got my I'm glad you did your homework this week. Only thing I asked you guys to do. You're lucky that, like, LeBron is the center of my petty moment or I wouldn't have one. But, yeah, um, while in a blowout loss, uh, Cameron Payne decided to mouth off to the Lakers bench and tell them that they were second-class sentences and that they were trash. And not in that particular style and not in that particular order. Uh, LeBron responds by saying, hey... Be humble. Don't forget you were at the house a year and a half ago. I'm just saying, be humble. Don't pop off. Be humble. And I would just like to point out that, you know, while LeBron is getting backlash for saying that, like, that's really true. Like, as much as I can't stand Michael Jordan, even Michael Jordan said it in the last dance, you know, a real man, I mean, like, anybody can talk shit when they're up, you know, by 10, 20 points. Like, let's see if you can talk shit from rip from the start of the game. And let's see if you can really talk shit even though you're down. Like, that's a true sign. Like, don't talk shit when you're up and you're not the person that's the reason why everybody's up. Like, you had nine points at that point in the game and you're talking trash to people. And it's like, let, let, let's be right. Look, come on. Come on, let's be fair. Can't wait to see them play Phoenix again in December. If Russell Westbrook is traded by then, we'll embarrass them. Um, 
My Morris's petty moment of the week is, which uh, just says, is going to say, please refer to all my tweets for the next week regarding oh, the Braves no. and the Dodgers. I'll be nice to Dodgers fans for <laughs> for a day. But um, Anthony Edwards, a former UGA alum, well, he didn't graduate, but a former UGA player um, was going off in his game. I guess it was the debut game this year for the Timberwolves. And he hit a step back three wide open and looked over to the opposing head coach and the bench and told them, you need to call a timeout. You need to call a timeout. I'm hot. Call a timeout in the middle of a game. You know how raw you have to be to tell the opposing <laughs> coach that I'm hot. He checked me. Call a timeout. Um, I'm proud of him. I love his energy. Ignorance is bliss. In that state of mind, yes, ignorance is definitely bliss. Okay, so for mine, uh, it's a tweet that I saw. It said, for this year's Halloween costume, I'm going as Mahomes. That way I'll get picked for sure. Uh, are we talking about like getting picked as in like getting picked instead of metric? I mean, Mitch Trubisky? Or are we talking about picked as in like we're going to get our, our passes picked like he's done like 14 times already this year? Yes. Okay. Uh, with that, we'll move on to final thoughts. Um, being humble is a great attribute that we all should have. Um, and not just as professional athletes, but as, as human beings. So, um, I feel yeah. like this is a, this is a, a subtweet that you're doing right now to, to somebody. You know, uh, always, right. um, just make sure that it's maybe like, somebody you know, that's in, you know, South Alabama. I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, hopefully like that, one that day coaches we'll, a sport that has an orange ball. That's an orange to go ball and, with it. Well, they like, just, to do just, a, just remember to be humble, guys. Like, remember, just remember to be humble. Like I said, you know, there aren't many of us that have been to Birmingham. There aren't many of us that have, you know, made all the playoffs every single year. You know, there's not a lot of us. So it's just like, I just like to say, you know, be, you know, take the dip off your chip, you know, be humble and realize that it's like after this year, like, you know, one of us is still going to be good. And unless you go get another job, you're going to be terrible next year. Have a great day. Go Pirates. Go ahead, Lamorse. Um, it's the year of Georgia sports. I'm going to jinx myself. I don't care if we lose. Um, we're still better than your favorite team. So, yeah. Cap. I, Cap. I don't care. Argue Cap. with your mom. Cap. <laughs> tell mom. Cap. Tell mom said uh, Georgia's still winning. I don't, I don't care. All hands on deck. We're we're going all in on the Braves. And are y'all gonna NBA. y'all gonna have a, a bet on the uh, the SEC championship game? Heck no. Heck no. He, <laughs> he's, a, he's not man enough to do it, and I'm not man enough to do it. <laughs> oh. Are you willing to, to bet that both of your teams would be in there? Oh yeah, most definitely. I think I mm. if we if I, we I have bet a, money. If, that Georgia makes I'll, it. Yeah, that okay. Georgia makes that. Here's no, the question. No question. All right, then how about this? Would y'all would y'all be willing to bet the game once you see the spread and you bet based on the spread? I'll bet based off the spread because I mean, Georgia's going to be the favorite by ten points. 
and Ten they're points? going to put That's... it at three. They're going to put it at three, like two and a half, three. I I, no I, I go five. I'll go five. I say five, and then I'll def I'll bet the spread at five. Easy. Okay, my, my I, final I, thoughts. Uh, we'll move on. We'll, we'll, we'll put that one in the back pocket until uh, we get to that point. Um, I'll just stir the pot with that. I love doing that. Uh, but mine I'm is... I'm calling for you. I know. That's what I'm trying to get off here. <laughs> Notre Dame. Lose, lose one more game. Just one more no. game. No. Don't don't go to the play because here's the thing: if Notre Dame wins out, and there is there is a possibility that they may they, that they they're the you know that you know they're right there at four or five that last week of the season, they're gonna get put in again. Why I don't know. So so just lose one more game. Lose one more game, we'll be fine. No, we'll we on. need. Notre Dame, please win because you're my only last hope for chaos. Because like, if you win, that means Cincinnati is legitimate because they beat a ranked team. And if I beat Georgia in the SEC title game, that knocks Georgia out of contention. So please, please continue no. to win. We, we yes. need Notre Dame need, to lose need, as much as possible no. <laughs> to make Cincinnati as illegitimate as possible, even though we already know that they're not Final, legitimate. The Navy Final game four. should have done that for them. Let's be honest. Like, like. I think, I mean. Final, nah, Final Four is going to be Bama, Cincinnati, um, Big Ten champion, and Notre Dame. And then we're going to be sitting over here like, well, they just gave the national title to Alabama. Have a great day. Yeah. All right. With that, <laughs> uh, we'll get out of here. Um, I'm getting more in trouble the longer I stay out here. So um, see y'all next week. Uh, we'll talk about Halloween. Cry, Lenny. Cry. Get your dad off the phone. <laughs>